How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Indeed, it is the get right here on 105.3 The Fan. That is a three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Got you down. My name is Alec Medford. Rigo Mendoza holding things down for you. The Tolo, the Turn It On, or Leave It On listener here on 105.3 The Fan. If you're wondering, where is Reginald Atatula? He's at home. enjoying. Peace. He is enjoying his vacation. Mm-hmm. I thought about if I should attempt that at the end of the show or not. I you might. I feel like I'll for screw it. it up. Listen up for it. Yeah. Listen I'll, up for it. Listen to all the way till 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Find out if he does. We'll see. Or if I just completely butcher it. I'm known to do that sometimes. But he is on vacation. He'll be back next week. And you will get back to your regularly uh, scheduled Get Right programming. But mm-hmm. until then, you're stuck with us. And we appreciate you being stuck with us here on The Fan. Yes, We've got plenty of stuff to go over throughout the remainder of the show because a ton of live sports going on right now. You have the Mavericks in action against the Grizzlies up 104-92 to uh, midway through the fourth quarter as it stands. And Luka Doncic putting his name up in the history books yet mm-hmm. again, which it feels like he does once a week nowadays um but Mavs PR put out a tweet saying with his three-pointer at the 1137 mark of the fourth quarter Luka Doncic has now reached 1,000 career three-pointers made Doncic is the second fastest to the milestone in terms of games played at 351 just one game behind Buddy Heald who did it in 350 look at Boomer Sooner Buddy Heald and Buddy by the way lives in Dallas in the offseason and Luka is not just Luka tonight He's headband Luka. Headband Luka He's got that headband. Man. He's different, man. 32 Woo! points, six rebounds, six assists. Uh, this is just, like I said, five minutes left in the game, 548 left in the game. Also looking great in this game. Uh, <laughs> Derek Lively, the second, 12 points, 16 rebounds. <laughs> Woo, looking I love nice. That. I love that, man. I really mm-hmm. do. He has been so phenomenal so far this season. And uh, it's nice to get a little bit of a get-right game here. And Kyrie Irving still out Steal because of, draft, yeah. of his uh, foot injury that he sustained a couple of games ago. No Tim Hardaway Jr. tonight either. Yeah, that was a late scratch. Mm-hmm. So uh, no Grant Williams either. Yep. So this is a depleted Mavs team playing against a pretty rough-looking Grizzlies team, but they're still a very uh, physical Grizzlies team. Oh yeah, and number ten in defense, by the way. So the Mavericks shorthanded. They know what they needed to do, and they're actually getting it done. So there you have it. We'll keep you updated as this game will go final here in just a little bit uh, as they're about midway through the fourth quarter. Keep you up to date on that. And oh, yeah, Jaden Hardy, for those who don't know, 16 points. 
and both of the Monday night football games as well. Still 10 to 7 between the Titans and the Dolphins and between the Packers and Giants, it's 10 to 7 as well. And let me throw this to everybody who's keeping up with the Dallas Stars. They're handling up on those Detroit Mm -hmm. Red Wings at American Airlines Center four to two with 16 minutes, 31 seconds left in the third period in the last in the in the game period, as a matter of fact. So stars getting done. And hopefully, like I said, this will help them turn the corner because they lost to the Golden Knights six to one the other night. That wasn't that wasn't pretty at all. Yeah, this is the uh, second game of a three game homestand for Mm -hmm. the stars that will wrap up on Friday against the Senators and they hit the road again to face the Blues. So let's see if we can string some wins together, please, especially against some winning teams. Mm -hmm. And let's see if we can do some NFL overreaction or not for week 14 as Jeff Kerr puts out his weekly overreactions and reality checks after Mm -hmm. most of the NFL action. Obviously, we still have these two Monday night games going on to round out week 14 action, but we saw most of the action yesterday. Some interesting games, too, that went down across the league yesterday and we start we're going to go back to the Kansas City Chiefs because we talked about the whole fiasco with their late game you know would have been game winning play fantastic backwards pass thrown by Travis Kelsey Mm -hmm. as he was getting wrapped up perfect spiral you know and then the offsides with Kadarius Tony we just went over all of that but another loss for the Chiefs they're not looking like the powerhouse that they were. Still a good team. Still a really good football yeah, team. defending Super Bowl champs. But the AFC has been really competitive at the top, which we expected. The AFC is an absolute juggernaut all around. They got so, the best quarterbacks. Overreaction or not from CBS Sports, the Chiefs won't go to the conference championship game this season. Um, The way it looks right now, I think they... You know what? That's a very strong possibility. It could be the Ravens and the Dolphins. Yeah. That's what my money would be on, that exact matchup. Uh-huh. And I would love to see that. Me too. <laughs> that would be oh, absolute fire. And again, nothing against Kansas City. I actually admire the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is one of my favorite guys to watch. But, you know, it's they're not. It's just not their year. It's not their year. And you know who's starting to quietly? I want to say quietly because people talk about them a lot because of their quarterback. But I don't think they're getting enough appreciation for it, the rebound that they've had. The Bills are playing a lot better, too. Uh-huh. Just in the grand scheme of things, Josh Allen's looking poised and confident again, not making as many dumb decisions. The defense has been really beat up this year, but they're stepping up in big moments early on in the game yesterday against the Chiefs. I'm glad you're saying this because guess what? If the Cowboys beat the Bills on Sunday uh, you know, up in Buffalo, yeah, there will be haters saying, well, the Bills weren't playing any good this year anyway. <laughs> Yeah, this is coming from an unbiased stance that I think the Bills are playing a lot better football. You know, they're gonna always move the field. They're always gonna move the goalposts. We never talk about the Cowboys. Absolutely, yeah. And well, they, the Eagles weren't playing that good. Either. They really weren't ten wins. It's the best record in the league. So I just they weren't even playing that good. You heard it with uh, Sean and RJ this morning when they spied on Philly radio. Oh yeah, what were they saying? I missed that. Yeah, there was just a lot, there was a lot of that. A lot of just trying to call, yeah, trying to calm really down the fan good. base. Yeah, of saying like, look. You know, these things happen. They, they surprisingly weren't overreacting too much. The fans were, absolutely. The callers that they had, it went nuts. You can check that on the 105 Through the Fan podcast page uh, because I went and listened to it. Mm-hmm. And last time I checked, it was already at almost 1,000 downloads. Hey, <laughs> it was nuts. <laughs> they were doing numbers on that, and it was fun. And there was a clip that was going viral from it and everything. So, yeah, the goalposts will move, but... Uh, to answer the question, if the Chiefs will miss the conference championship game or not, the two one four saying overreaction. Um, I think right now, 
I don't think it's an overreaction. I don't either. I think there are at least two AFC teams playing better than the Chiefs. But to the rebuttal, it is really hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes in the postseason. Exactly. The only Very thing, hard. The only thing is, it's not his fault. These two big games that they lost, the game against the Bills yesterday and the game against the Philadelphia Eagles, that's his receiver's fault. That wasn't his fault. Yeah. He's dropping dimes. Mahomes dropping is, yeah, he's doing everything he can. He's right. doing his he job. He can't the highest catch level his own passes. He can't not line up in the neutral zone. I, I mean, I know I go on. I do too. For I mean, the first time, I think, ever in his NFL career, I'm saying, I feel bad for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, because these are things he cannot control. <laughs> well, I, I will also say this. Uh, the only way you could say, well, Miami might not make it to the championship game, because they can say the same argument. Like, oh, they haven't played anybody. They haven't beaten anybody good. They just beat the teams they're supposed to beat. Just and when me. the Cowboys play the Dolphins in two weeks, one of those arguments got to go away. They do got to go away. And we'll start to uh, we'll see what the narrative looks like here in just a little bit, you know, after they start playing these AFC uncommon opponents, you know, with uh, for the Cowboys, like the Dolphins and the Bills. We'll see how those goalposts move. But uh, elsewhere, NFL overreaction or not, and just a reminder, coming up on the other side, we're going to we're going to pull up some receipts of what happened this weekend on the Fan Jam. Yeah, we had a guy who works in Philadelphia media for WIP who was doing his podcast in our studios down the hall, and he popped in, and oh, he was bragging on those Eagles like they're undefeated. Yeah, so we're going to play back some of that and see how it aged like milk sitting in open air. It is fantastic. Elsewhere, overreaction or not, NFL Week 14 action. I think this is fun. At the very least, and I think it's a conversation that does need to be had after the season ends, the NFC South champion should open the playoffs on the road because the NFC South is absolutely garbage. It is is not good football. For the second year in a row. I say it's not good football, but hey, the New Orleans Saints have a higher point differential than the Philadelphia Eagles. Isn't that something? And they're like six and seven. Isn't the Eagles like, haven't they won games by like a grand total of 21 points? It's like crazy. Yeah. That makes no sense. That means, yeah, bet on them if you if you dare. I will also say this about the NFC South. They've been garbage for two years. Even when Tom Brady and the Buccaneers went to the playoffs last year to play the Cowboys, they had a losing record. Yeah. They were seven and nine. It's, or seven and eight, excuse me. No, no, um, eight and nine. Whatever adds up to seventeen. You got it the third time around. There you go. Eight mm-hmm. and nine. Math is hard. I'll give you that. Uh, but it's no secret how bad the NFC South has been. You mentioned uh, the recent lack of success. Uh, the division champion was under 500 last year and got blown out in the playoffs. And all four teams in the, in the division this year, under 500. Uh, three teams that are tied for first in the division at six and seven. And then Tampa Bay holds the tiebreaker with a better record against common opponents. So... Uh, every division winner, obviously, as you guys well know, gets a home game in the postseason. Yep. But should a division champion with an under 500 record be rewarded? I don't think so. I don't think that's fair. And especially if the Cowboys were to have stayed in that five seed, they would have been playing the NFC South. Mm-hmm. And imagine having to go play like the Falcons on the road in the first round of the playoffs. That's just dumb. Well, that's what they did last year against the Bucks. Yeah. Losing record, and they had to play it on the road, and they beat the out of them, and Tom Brady retired. I at least would have respected, like, if that were to be the matchup this year, I would have respected that matchup last year a little bit more just because you had Tom Brady on the other side. Well, not only that, because the Cowboys lost to Tom Brady, 
and the Bucks the first game of exactly. the season. And the Cowboys had never in their lives beaten Tom Brady, ever. He had never lost a game to the Cowboys until that last game, and Dak Prescott was flawless. Unfortunately for Dak, one week later against the 49ers, he didn't look good at all. And that's where everybody said, oh, hell. They don't want to believe nothing the Cowboys do until they do something in the playoffs. I say this is not overreaction at all. Something needs to be done. Maybe we just need to abolish the NFC South altogether and just say bye. Because I've had enough. (laughs) I've really had enough. It is so mediocre in that division. I'm over it, man. NFL overreaction or not. Well, maybe they should do conferences like they do in in, uh, basketball. Yeah, probably. But like it, some some discussion needs to be had to make it competitive again, or at least reseeding. I don't know. Some sort of conversation needs to go down here in the next couple of seasons. Uh, overreaction or not, Jake Browning will get the Bengals to the playoffs. The quarterback. That's, a, that's the, over. That's overreaction. Mm. And the reason I say that, as much as I like uh, the Bengals, I don't love them, and I always liked them a lot because of Joe Burrow. Don't get me Burrow. wrong, he's surprising people and winning the game here and there, but that division is tough. And I don't see how they're going to get out of that division. Um, I think Baltimore might be – Baltimore and Cleveland are the only teams getting out of that division. What Browning has been able to accomplish in his two starts with the Bengals has made him a more than adequate replacement, which feels so weird to say because I had no expectations nor any faith in that man to take over for Joe Burrow, but – uh, not only did he save the Bengals' season last Monday against the Jaguars, he threw for 275 yards and two touchdowns with an inter- interception in Sunday's win over the Colts. And that's two teams that entered the contest, uh, the two teams that entered the contest that were the uh, in the AFC playoff field when facing the Bengals, and Cincinnati beat both of them. So, I mean, they're stacking up important wins against those common they opponents. They may be, but that doesn't mean they're going to the playoffs. Think of, I think I, they could. Okay, so which, I, I don't think what teams are coming out of the division for you? Oh, man. Out of the whole AFC? No, that division. I already told you. I've seen Baltimore and Cleveland. I think Baltimore, Cleveland's defense is so good. Yeah, but I, I could see Cleveland falling apart just because of the quarterback play. That's where I could see it. Obviously, Baltimore has this thing. I still think they're one of the best teams in, in the NFL. The Cleveland defense, for my money, is the best defense in the NFL. But... If they're going to run Joe Flacco out there each week, I still don't know what, what to expect. I still don't. Wasn't Joe Flacco the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens who had the best defense in the NFL that year? I don't want to talk about that. I'm just that. saying. I don't want he didn't they, have they to. They pulled be, him off the couch. I know. I'm, I'm just saying they brought him off the couch off for his mind. To He's me, like 38 now. Yeah, of course. I'm, not, I'm just saying that they brought him off the couch because he can do what Brock Purdy does, which is distribute the football. And not have to do, not make mistakes, not be young, and not hold a clipboard. And all of a sudden, well, we have to start you because you've never played in the NFL, and we don't have any, we don't have any money. They said, you know what? You still know how to let a great defense carry you, and not suddenly say, I want to sling the ball around. That's my. Th- we'll see how it plays out, but that's my logic. I'll put it this way: I don't think it's an overreaction to think that it's possible. Obviously, it's probably unlikely, but. Like, I, I don't think it's dumb to say, hey, it could happen. It absolutely could. And one more before we get out of here, because I think this is a serious conversation that needs to be had mm-hmm. uh, by us in the media. The Lions will be a one-and-done playoff team, overreaction or not. The way they're playing now, that's very possible. That is not an overreaction. 
I think it's very much a reality as well. Even with their nine and four start, they have not looked anything close to a Super Bowl contender. Jared Jared uh, Goff is like a fumble man. He's he fumbles as much as 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 Jalen Hurts right now. I think yeah. Jalen Hurts has fumbled in like seven straight games, and uh, Jared Jared Goff is just as bad right now. And they're going to have some tough tests going down the stretch because they f- are going to face teams that are 500 or better the rest of the uh, season. Including so. the Cowboys at AT&T Stadium where the Cowboys have won 15 straight games. And that's the next game. That's the last game of the regular season for the Cowboys. It could be the last game, period, if they advance through the playoffs and never play a home game. That might be my personal disappointment of the season is how the Lions have completely just let me down. They were like my mm-hmm. spirit animal. Oh, with I like them too. I just, I did too. Like, if the Cowboys, you know, all things aside here in Dallas, put them to the side. I just want Dan Campbell and his team to be successful Agreed. and be happy. You know, I want mm-hmm. them to have fun yep. because they deserve it. They play very hard, but yes, right sir. now they're not playing good. They can't tackle anyone. No, they can't it stop all a nosebleed. On Thanksgiving. They can't stop a nosebleed. So there is some NFL overreaction or not for week 14 action that will officially be wrapped up as these two Monday night football matchups will get uh, wrapped up here sometime tonight because there's some pretty slow-paced games and not a lot of offense either. By the way, Atolo has said if you're watching the Manning cast, they're watching both games, and that's how you can cheat and see both. Yeah, I switched it to that, which, I mean, it's kind of distracting, but at the same time, hey, it's one way to get both. 20 20 seconds left in the Mavericks game. Yeah, that one will go final here in just a moment. It's 119 to 110 in favor of the Mavs. We'll keep you up to date on everything happening here in the Metroplex, including the Stars game. All of that and more throughout the rest of the show. But coming up next, let's talk about Dak Prescott's MVP resume a little bit and how it's strengthened. Plus, let's dunk on Philly Sports Radio because yeah. why not next on The Fan? This segment of the Get Red is brought to you by Frankel and Frankel. Life is unpredictable and accidents happen. Frankel and Frankel are the go-to for car and truck wrecks in the DFW. And if your loved one have been injured in an accident, contact Frankel and Frankel for a free consultation at truckwreck.com or call 214 or 817-333-3333. Back here on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. About to talk about Dak Prescott and his MVP case. Plus, we got a dunk on Philly Sports Radio here. Why not? In just a moment, Alec Medford and the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. With you until 11 o'clock. Reggie Atatula on vacation this week. He's back next week. Until then, you're stuck with us. So uh, we'll cause some chaos here with uh, revisiting some audio from the Fan Jam from a live in-studio hit we had with uh, one of the members of WIP out there in Philadelphia. We have CA Stories Confidential coming up on the other side. Of course, AM on the FM at the usual 1020 slot here on the get right before we get into all of that the Mavs and Grizzlies game has gone final as the Dallas Mavericks get the handed victory 119 to 110 actually it's 120 to 113 yeah mine still says 21 seconds or less it's in buffing. the game <laughs> it is 120 to 113 we'll give there you we all go. the details uh Luca made some more history lively 16 and 16 Luca 35 8 and 6 uh, I'm telling you it was a nice win Mavericks 
have won 14 games now. They're 14 and 8, and they play the Lakers tomorrow night in Dallas. The Lakers coming off of that NBA Cup, the championship, and your MVP was LeBron. Yeah, we'll get into all of that uh, when we top go, of the hour. Yeah, go across your headlines at ten o'clock. I'm sorry, I just hate technology because the nothing, buffering. Yeah, nothing is working now. So uh, let's go ahead and just talk about Dak Prescott and his MVP candidacy, if you will, because the odds have shifted after yesterday's game. Dak Prescott, according to DraftKings Sportsbook, is now the sole favorite to win NFL MVP at plus one sixty. He was tied for first with Jalen Hurts going into the game at plus 350. So not only does he have sole possession, the odds went up a little mm-hmm. bit in his favor. Number two now, Brock Purdy. His have increased from plus, uh, I think, 400 to 200 now. So he's shifted up a little bit. Jalen Hurts, I believe, slides all the way down to number four. So take that. Where's Lamar? Lamar is number three at plus Makes 550. Sense. So that's uh, To me, that's the only guy that can take it from Dak. Yeah, because he's played consistently good football. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think you've got the it factor from Brock Purdy. Right. That The only thing would be if Dak goes out there and has like a three-interception game for me, for Brock Purdy to take over MVP. I know these stats are going to be undeniable, but when I was with Reggie last week, I think on Monday, he was talking about, look, man, everybody's talking about Brock Purdy this, Brock Purdy that. Last week's game for the 49ers against the Eagles – I think he had, Reggie gave him the number, it was like 76 yards in the air. He had like 330 passing yards, but 76 of them were in the air. He's a ball distributor. He's not re- even it, the And he's great being, at his job. He's great at his job. He's not even their best player, though. You follow what I'm saying? So you say most valuable player of the whole league. He's not the most valuable player of their team. Amen. I would say Christian McCaffrey is Amen. more of a value. And I've been, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Christian McCaffrey stan since his college days at Stanford. So don't get me wrong, I think Brock Purdy is a nice quarterback. I do not think he's an MVP quarterback, and it has nothing to do with arm talent. I'm just talking about doing all the things you have to do. He didn't even carry the team because the defense is great. So by his own account, Dak Prescott didn't even play his best game yesterday in the 33-13 victory uh, where he said he was solid enough to get the win, but I'm my biggest critic. I don't think I played, obviously, not my best game. Uh, I'm a completions guy. I want to get completions. I want to get it rolling. He said there was a streak that felt like seven or ten or so, a few incompletions in a row. Uh, But when we got back on track, we did enough to win. But I always want to be better. He says all of that, but some of the next-gen stats are saying that he's playing out of his mind, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like from NFL next-gen stats. He said Dak Prescott was at his best targeting in-breaking routes Last night, he was 9 of 13 for 103 and two touchdowns. He threw into a tight window, a season-high 30.8% of attempts for 99 yards, the most tight window passing yards by a quarterback in any game this season. Nobody's playing as well as him. There's a, a record that he tied with the Dallas Cowboys last night as well. He tied Tony Romo for seven consecutive games of multiple touchdown passes at seven. Seven straight, and that includes the Philadelphia loss. Again, the Cowboys have been averaging 30-something points a game on all of their home games, the first team in NFL history to start their first seven home games with 30-plus points, and that's Dak Prescott. That's not the defense. That's the that's Dak Prescott. Yeah, the defense scores some touchdowns here and there, but I'm telling you, that's Dak Prescott. Elsewhere for Dak Prescott's just ridiculous next-gen stats numbers, uh, his 39-yard completion to Michael Gallup 
on the left sideline, had a 17.3% completion probability, his most improbable completion of the season. It traveled 51.4 yards in the air. And when he threw that pass, he had 0.3 yards of separation from the nearest defender. Mm. (laughs) Incredible. And mind you, he's got all these touchdown passes, and he's only got two picks. Two picks since the uh, San Francisco game. Yeah, he's been on one, man. And I think that there is a legit case to be made from the 6-8-2. Dak isn't our best player either. Well, if you want to talk about your best player, I don't think he's playing his best football. And Micah Parsons, I assume that's where you're going. Uh-huh. Like, the the numbers aren't going to show it. We see right. it because we watch everything under a microscope here yeah. in Dallas. We see that he's making his impact every game, even if he doesn't record a sack. But still, he's not having his best statistical season. And there's other defenders having better numerical seasons than Micah, Micah Parsons is. I said it all year long because Dak Prescott doesn't have insane arm talent. Insane. We're talking about the Patrick Mahomes, the Joe Burrows, the Aaron Rodgers, those types with insane arm talent. Because he doesn't have that, Cowboy fans and and, and haters can't walk first to say, well, Dak Prescott, we've always got a chance because of Dak Prescott. Dak has to do everything in his ability. And guess what? He can win the damn Super Bowl. This is my point. He can win the damn Super Bowl. And the haters say, oh, anybody win the Super Bowl with Micah Parsons on their team? Hey, they said the same thing about Troy Aikman. Oh, anybody win the Super Bowl with Michael Irvin and Emmitt Smith and that offensive line and that defense with Charles Haley? They never, they never gave Troy Aikman his credit until he retired. I'm just saying. So Dak Prescott, he said this a couple of weeks ago. He said, I don't think anybody's going to change their opinion. I'm not going to act any different. I'm just going to keep doing what I need to do, and hopefully we can win a Super Bowl. He never says the word Super Bowl, but last night he even said, they said, how are you thinking about Super Bowl? He said, I've always thought about Super Bowl, always. We have a Niners fan from the 469 texting in saying that hating on their quarterback is so pathetic. I'm not hating on him. I literally said he's great at his yeah, job. I did get, too. But guess what, 469? His job is to not— distribute. His job is not to be the best player on his team. Nope. That's not his fault. Nope. It's not because of any limitation he right. has. That's just how he it, just executes. That's just how the Kyle Shanahan offense works because y'all happen to have like five different dudes that would be the best player on other teams in the NFL if they weren't on the 49ers. Do you know Jimmy G would still be there if he never got hurt? Seriously. Yeah. He would still be there. And he is not ever going to be the MVP. Yeah, and he would probably be putting up similar numbers if he was there and healthy mm-hmm. because there's so many weapons. That's what happens when you have a quarterback making like 750 k a year. You can pay all these dudes. You can make these right. trades, you know, and eventually they're going to have an issue when they need to decide what to do with Purdy in the future. But right now, the way that team is built, credit to John Lynch. He doesn't need his quarterback to be the best player on right. the team. That is great general managing. Yep, and his defense is loaded. It's not just one player. It's loaded, especially across that front. Shall we Shall we talk about the guy who came in here? By the way, let me say this. His name is Elliot. Elliot Shore Parks. Elliot Shore Parks is a nice guy. In he fact, he's not, one of the, human. he's not one of these obnoxious Philadelphia guys you hear on the radio. You talk like that and the Eagles. That's not him at all. So he's kind of a mild-mannered looking guy. And when he came in here, it was like, okay, this guy seems nice and sensible. Yeah, yeah. And then... He didn't talk trash. He just talked junk. Yeah. As uh, Coach Prime would say, that was a lot of bull junk. Yeah, bull that, junk. That was uh, being spewed from the mouth of a WIP host. Um, so, 
they were here in town, him and his podcast host, because they're obviously covering the game, but they needed to use our one of our auxiliary studios to record their podcast, which I'm not even going to plug the name of their podcast. You can go look it up. It's on his Twitter uh, because it's probably going to be a lot of madness. Just like he spewed on these airwaves on the fan jam at two o'clock on Saturday when he came in here, like Chris said, lovely guy. Shook our hands, chatted us nice during the break. He, he was talking about how he wasn't talking crazy, like as far as raising his voice and being. You yeah, know, he was not one of those typical guys you hear the highlights from on Sean and Art. Yeah, very mild mannered, and he was telling us about his experiences out in Fort Worth, going out there and exploring and stuff. He was like, "Oh, he's enjoying his time out here, having fun, cool." And then when the red light turned on, all of that went away, and he he was talking about talking about the 49ers. Blake asked him something about the Eagles and 49ers game. He had the nerve to say Debo Samuel is a system player, and that's how he's gotten all of his success, this, that, and the other. But a couple of things you guys need to hear to believe because, boy, has it aged like room temperature milk. We'll start with cut 24 because talking about that 49ers game, Blake, uh, the fan phenom, which you'll hear with me on the Get Right 7 to 11 tomorrow, he asked him, like, do you think that was an anomaly game? Because Nick Bosa said, hey, we got the blueprint on Jalen Hurts and this Philadelphia team. Since the 49ers claim that they have a blueprint now to stop the I don't think they have a blueprint to stop Jalen. Okay. Um, I mean, Jalen's probably the best quarterback in the league, if not Patrick Mahomes. Oh. Like, he's, he's right there. Oh. Well, the, sta- the stats only back that up. I mean, he's been, I think, the best quarterback in the NFL, arguably, since week one of last year. So if there was a blueprint, the Niners should have pulled that blueprint out last year in the playoffs. They should have. I mean, I... I I think Jalen didn't play well. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. The Eagles did not play well. Uh, but I do not think the the Niners have a blueprint to stop Jalen. I think the next time they play the Niners, they'll win. Okay. Um, and I I know I, I don't think they have the blueprint. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback in the NFL since week, week one last year of last season. And then he went on after that to say, like, would you take Jalen Hurts or would you take anyone else over Jalen Hurts? And Blake was like, uh, yeah, like multiple guys. Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? And he said, the stats only prove that. Well, the stats weren't great yesterday for Jalen Hurts, were they? 79 yards? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 70 yards, 79 yards passing. He uh, he actually fumbled the ball again and push, tush push didn't work that well. So he, yeah, he finished. 18 of 27 for a buck 79, no touchdown. Buck 79. Yeah. Nothing. He did absolutely nothing. Mm-mm. He had a fumble, too. And don't get, I actually like him as a human being, but he's not the MVP. Oh, yeah, league. that's not the conversation. We're talking about the football player what else that, did that, that apparently has been the best quarterback in the NFL for over a year. Stupid. Stupid. You know what else he said? He said the Cowboys can't beat quality opponents. Since then, they've been either bad or injured or anything. So I don't think it means a ton that the Eagles have struggled in Dallas because we've seen, I mean, I don't have to tell you guys, like Dallas can't beat good teams. So ultimately, the Eagles are coming in with the best record in the NFL. I think probably still the best team in the NFL, if it worse, like top three. Mm. And Dallas just doesn't have a track record of beating quality opponents. He has drank the Kool-Aid. The best team in the NFL marched into AT&T Stadium and did not score an offensive touchdown. Got whooped! By 20 points, not just lost the game, got whooped. And there were lots of Eagle fans who were sitting on their hands the whole game. <laughs> what else did he say? That's all we got oh, to play enough. back, and that's all the time we have for the segment. But I just needed y'all to hear that uh, what happens in Philly needs to stay in Philly because obviously I've gotten to the point where Philly is not a real place. You can't convince me that. 
Hmm. Philadelphia does not exist. I thought about going out there for WrestleMania next year. I'm not doing it. That's not a city of brotherly love. It's a city of delusion. Like, there is so many wild things happening out there, and it's all related to the sports teams. And I hate it. That is their only identity. Philly cheesesteaks and bad football. That is their identity. (laughs) I don't see the hype. Balls out. I don't see the hype. I don't. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid on that team because they lost by 20 points to the Dallas Cowboys. Best record in the NFL, my ass. Best quarterback in the NFL, my ass. So there you have it. Elliot Shore Parks, if you want to go find him on Twitter and show him some love. I just said air quotes there. You could probably feel him through the radio waves. But coming up next, since we got the three-time Hall of Famer in the building, it's time for some CA Stories Confidential. Oh, we're going to switch you up. We're going to give you some CA Spots because I did a visit in the Cowboys locker room and let's hear what the winners were saying about those Eagles next on 105.3 The Fan. This segment of the Get Right on 105 Through the Fan is brought to you by Classic Chevrolet. Classic Chevrolet is leading the way to finish the year number one in America. They're racing hard with year-end savings on over 400 Silverados. Shop them all at ClassicChevrolet.com. This is Texas. This is Classic Chevrolet. Find new roads and relax and enjoy the difference. Back here on the Get Right on 105 Through the Fan. We got your headlines coming up at the top of the hour AM on the FM at 1020, so don't go anywhere. It's Alec Medford and the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you damn. In for Reginald Atatula, who is on vacation this week. Much deserved enjoying his time off. So we are here to party with you on a Cowboys Victory Monday. Happy to be with you and happy to be with the three-timer because that means we get the rare CA Spots. CA Spots instead of CA Stories Confidential. And where we're going to take it is we're going to take it into the Cowboys locker room last night. 24 hours ago, Cowboys were in the third or fourth quarter of a 20-point victory Mm. over their hated rivals in the division, the Philadelphia Eagles. Cowboys and Eagles now are 10-3. and Both have the same record. It's a nice thing for the Cowboys, but yet they still don't control their own destiny because their first loss of the season was at Arizona. That's a conference loss. Eagles can win out. Cowboys can win out. The Eagles still win the division. And if they win the division, it'll be the first time there's been a repeat of the NFC East champion since 2004, 20 years ago, when the Eagles did it, 2003-2004. Meanwhile, the Cowboys own the NFL record, or not record, the NFL's longest home winning streak right now. 15 straight games. Have not lost a game since game one last season against Tampa Bay and the now-retired Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. That's the last time they lost a game. And when they win these games at home, they win big. In fact, they made NFL history last night by winning their seventh straight game at home to start a season scoring 30 points. The Cowboys did this. One of the stars of the game last night is the tight end. Jake Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Last year, Jake Ferguson was showing a few things, and I was like, this guy is going to be good. Travis Kelsey even mentioned him during Super Bowl week because they do this thing called Titan University. And he said, 
there's a guy kind of reminds me of me. His name's Jake Ferguson down there in Dallas. And I'm like, okay, this guy, Jake Ferguson's going place. I already talked to him last year a lot. He has his head on straight. He is one of Jake. He's one of Dak Prescott's ride or die guys. After the, he had a big chunk play in this game. He's making big plays all on. Nobody's missing Dalton Schultz. It's just that simple. And as Scooney, who's a, a more talented receiver, rookie receivers, rookie tight ends always take a little while. Jake Ferguson is solidified. He is the tight end that's starting right now for this team. And he even had another one of those um, hurdles. Were hurdles over a defender? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's putting up highlight kind of stuff. Crowd just went Ergalicious. Yes, in fact, he calls himself the Big Biscuit. So I caught up with the Big Biscuit after the game. Jake, let's talk about this victory. How big was it for you guys to win this game, a divisional game? Yeah, this, this was a big one. Um, you know, not only, like you said, divisional, um, but, you know, December football, this is where you start to separate yourself. This is where, you know, teams start to separate themselves. And I think overall this was just a great, great, great team win. All three phases, you know, complimentary football, offense helping the defense, defense helping the o, special teams, I mean, all around. How did Coach hold up on the sidelines? He was doing good. I tried to give him a big hug. And he goes, soft hug. I was like, all right, all right. But. Let's talk about the hurdle. Everybody wants to know about that. You've done it a couple of times now. It seemed like Big Biscuit's in his business. Big Biscuit is in the air. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I see them trying to tackle my legs. And, I mean, at some point they're going too low, so i got to go high. And, by the way, you guys have now become the first team in NFL history to score 30-plus points the first seven games of their home game schedule. Can you talk about how the home field has been great for you guys? Yeah, I mean, you know, Cowboys Nation, I mean, it was packed. It was loud today. You felt that energy today. And then um, I just think as, as a team, you know, we, we're in here, we're in our home, we're in our own beds, and I think it's, it's – um, it's a little bit better of a feeling, but at the same time, we just got to keep getting better because we are going to end up having some away games at some point. Appreciate you, Gate. What about what? What? Of the, by the way, one of the things Big I love biscuit. about this locker room, <laughs> Big Biscuit, <laughs> is there. These guys are even keeled. Now they get excited and happy for individual plays or something like Deron Bland a couple of years, a couple of weeks ago when he had that pick six and broke the NFL record, and he's such a nice guy, quiet guy, so people love him for that. His team, there's a lot of camaraderie in there. There's no finger pointing. There's no, you know, you go to defense and they don't really like the offense. Or special teams, they're mad at whatever. They are, there's a lot of camaraderie. Let's go to special teams. Ace, we're talking about the field goal kicker. He grew up in Plano. He kicked footballs in the USFL and he was a soccer player. He even oh had a regular boy. season job. Butter Aubrey. Yeah, Butter Aubrey. Dak Prescott calls him Butter because he's so smooth. Caught up with uh, Brandon Aubrey. Brandon, when was the last time you used the field goals? Was it USFL? Yes, sir. <laughs> I think that was like week three of USFL. You have made, I think, 30 in a row now. Uh, and those those two long ones, the 60-yarder and 59 you're the first player in NFL history to hit those two long of field goals in one game. How does it feel, man? It feels good um, just to have the confidence to um, have the coaches call that for you um, in the first quarter, a long field goal like that, it, it means a lot. Obviously, that's a, it's a risky risky call for them if you don't trust your kicker. So to, to call it twice, um, it, it just shows how much they believe in me, and it, it really inspires confidence for me. And apparently, you know, you feel good. The team loves you. Dex giving you the nickname Butter. How you like that? Love it. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. And how does it feel to have this victory over the Eagles, a division rival, and what it means as far as you guys now have the exact same record and what it means for you guys the rest of December and the rest of the season? Yeah, it's a good Set win. It's, it's a great win. Um, uh, good to beat good teams, and that was a good team that we just went out there and beat. So we just got to keep stacking them up. We got uh, four more uh, four more wins that we got to go get. So just 
keep competing for uh, a spot in the playoffs. Congratulations, man. Appreciate it. Let me tell you this as well. The Cowboys, to a T, to a man, they feel like that game was won on the line of scrimmage, defensively and offensively. Offensively, the offensive line has been doing things, and one of the brightest stars on the offensive line is Tyler Smith, Fort Worth's own. Speaking of local guys from Plano, here we got Fort Worth, Tyler Smith talking about what they did up front. Tyler Smith, it looked like y'all handled up on the line of scrimmage there. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, uh, we knew that's where it was going to start today. Uh, we knew that we was going to dictate, you know, the tone, the pace of the game. And I felt like, you know, we came out here and did a lot of good things. Obviously, we can be better, but, you know, I was I, I was pleased with the day with uh, how hard we played. You know, uh, it seemed like you guys offensively mixed it up quite a bit. Yeah, probably had more runs than a, a lot of people expected. Oh, yes, In other sir. words, it was complimentary football. I mean, yes. I mean, that's something that we really wanted to harp on for this game was just dominating first and second down. Like, I feel like you dominate first and second down, you don't have to pass the ball as much. You're not forced to, you know, be in them deep passing situations where, you know, they like to live and things of that nature. So, I'm definitely just pleased with pleased with the guys. But we, we still do much better. Like, we're going to see the tape, see the corrections. And what does it mean for this team to beat Philadelphia, get that 10th victory, continue the role in all these winning games at home? I mean, it's huge. I mean, um, obviously, you know, each each and every week, you know, a win is huge. But, you know, we knew this was a big division game. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy with how we came out here and handled business. Finally, how was Coach holding up there on the sidelines after his surgery? Oh, he was solid, bro. He's solid as a rock. You know, we play many men for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work. Tyler Smith, appreciate you. Tyler Smith, defensively, Micah Parsons says, Stephon Gilmore was the biggest addition to this team this offseason. He was the man last night. He traveled with A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown effed up before the game, talking trash, called Stephon Gilmore old. He took it personally, like Michael Jordan. That was a hell of a victory, uh, Gillen. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. We needed that one. You needed that one. You handled up on business. It seemed like it was a dominant performance. Did this thing go the way you guys hoped it to go or expected it to go? Yeah, we knew. We knew. Um, you know, we know what type of team we have. And we just came out and played how we know we can play, and we're getting better each week. And um, around this time, you have to play your best football. This was a game of, of, of you guys creating some takeaways as well. That didn't happen in Philadelphia the first time. Was there anything different about this other than being at home? We know we left some plays out there um, last time we played them. We know what type of team we have. And we was just excited, you know, for, for this opportunity. And we, we was able to come out with a win. And on the Buffalo. On the Buffalo. What we were talking right there, Trayvon Diggs walked up and started giving him big old hug. Said, yeah, man, my guy, my, guy, my dog. Hey, <laughs> offensively, last interview, caught up with Rico Dottle, who doesn't get much love. He and Tony Pollard, the last couple of weeks, they have figured out this running attack, and they both looked fresh, and they both were getting things done. Rico actually scored a touchdown, even though Coach McCarthy had to throw the flag and challenge it to prove there was a touchdown. But Rico Dottle also recognized that they were punishing the Philadelphia defense. Rico. Nice, solid win against the Eagles. Can you talk about the balanced offense? You guys were running in, throwing at, at Bandon. Um, yeah, just something we've been trying to get to all year, trying to find that rhythm where we can run it and throw it. Because when you can run it and throw it at the same time, means no, the defense really has no answer for it. And I think you guys seen that showed in the first half. 
Like I said, we unstoppable. Yeah, let's talk about your touchdown run because they've got a very tough defensive line, but you able to squeeze that thing in. Oh yeah, man, it definitely was tight. Uh, I didn't think, I didn't know they was gonna, if they was gonna give it to me or not at first, but I felt that I got in um, from when I first ran it. So they went and reviewed it, and I got, they gave me the TD. So can't complain, man. Yeah. Can you talk about the dominance here? You guys have now won 15 straight home games. This is, this is insane. It's the longest streak in the NFL. In fact, you guys made history because you're the first team in NFL history to score 30 plus points in your first seven home games. Oh yeah, man, just trying to protect our house. Uh, that's one thing we say, you come here, lock these doors, you got to deal with us. We got a great crowd, great fans, man, great atmosphere in there, and, and just trying to keep it on the road. Like I said, we got the street, um, and it's all about protecting our house. You don't want to lose at home. Congratulations again, Rico Dotto. Yes, sir. Thank you. And that's the trip inside the Cowboys locker room last night, fresh for 105.3 The Fan. Like you said, so even keel. Mm-hmm. Every guy was so cool, calm, and collected, and random aside, Stephon Gilmore. On the Buffalo. Stephon Gilmore looks like Ty Dolla Sign. He really does. God, that's a good one. That's kinda, a good one. It's kind of creepy. But there's CA Spots for you here on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. Let's go ahead and enter our third and final hour with some headlines. We'll get you updated on the Mavs, Stars, and Monday Woo-hoo! Night Football, and more next on the Get Right. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.